excited to announce that we are bringing you something new here at Dramas with the Side of Kimchi. We will be starting a Patreon page starting today. You might be wondering what this means. Simply put, we are providing bonus content and podcast episodes for our super fans. We love podcasting and blogging, but the monthly expenses add up over time. And with this, we'll be able to cover our costs and continue bringing you premium Asian drama content. We have posted an outtake from our latest podcast, Idol Actors or Acting Idols, in which we answer more questions that just didn't make it into our initial podcast because of time. And from now on, we'll be dedicating our first podcast of the month to you, our super fans. We look forward to chatting more dramas with all of you. You can find our Patreon page links in the show notes. So welcome to Drama with a Side of Kimchi podcast. Today we're discussing Come and Hug Me, also known as Hug a Psycho, episodes 13 through 24. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm K-Muse. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm Drama Geek. A few things before we get started. A quick shout out to our international listeners. Thank you for joining us. Please continue to share your perspectives. And we want to give a specific shout out to all our listeners in Australia. We noticed that you were all binge listening this week and we appreciate it. With that said, we plan to cover all kinds of dramas, Thai, Japanese, Chinese, and of course, K-dramas. We're Westerners who love, who adore Asian dramas, and we hope you'll be patient with us if we stumble over the pronunciation sometimes. We're always trying to improve, but it's a work in progress. As are our podcasts, we will do our best to improve as we go while sharing our love of Asian dramas. We love blogging about them, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. While Come Hug a Psycho is still going strong, and there are so many twists and turns, so we just had to bring it back for more conversation. I am still swooning every time I see them look at one another. I'm a little worried about how it's all going to turn out, and I think they still have so many obstacles to overcome. But with those soul-stealing looks, I think they're going to prevail, or at least they're going to look really good trying. So today we are going to jump back into Hug a Psycho, or Come and Hug Me, as all the regular folk call it. And who would like to start? Carrie? (laughs) All right, so we need to talk about the mom. Is she the mom of the year or what? She's very different from our usual K-drama moms, right? No, she totally is. Like, she has so much emotion towards people that, well, they aren't her biological children, but she considers them her children. And it's so cool. She's just a warm port in the storm. (laughs) I think um, part of the thing that really sticks out to me is, I mean, it would be really hard if one of my children or even adopted children stabbed the other one. But I know she like she sees and saw the um, the way that the, the dad manipulated him and she knows what he's been through. And so both her and the sister are still trying to save him. Like they, you know, they, they want him to, they don't want any more harm to come to him and they want him to turn himself in so that, you know, he can do his time, I guess, but more just so that to save him from himself, they don't want him to go down that same path and they kind of know his, his heart, I think. So that's well, and they can see the good in him. Right. I think they can see the good in him and they, I don't think he sees it in himself, even though we see it when he goes to protect them, you know, to warn them, hey, somebody's coming or just to check on them. Like when he follows um, 
little sister whose name I can't remember. We follows her home from the hair salon just to make sure that the the creepy psycho pseudo son doesn't get to her. And just by him, we're referring to Hyun Moo, the oldest brother. <laughs> I just noticed, I'm like, we never said who him is. Right. <laughs> yes, the oldest brother. Like, we talk the oldest about brother it so the much coach. that for us, it's like, and go. <laughs> but right. for our listeners, right. um, him is the older brother that was in jail. He's out now. Um, he kind of failed at his, I'm going to be a serial killer like dad quest. <laughs> and so now he's on a redemption arc, I guess you would right. call it. So it's pretty cool. So and, speaking of them, you know, what are our feelings towards the brothers and have any of your feelings changed from our last podcast? And then also what is our favorite, uh, most memorable brother scene? Do we have a favorable... I'm trying to think of a, a brother scene that so far that would be well. There's pretty memorable one because when he stabs him, but <laughs> well, that's actually the scene I put. <laughs> it's the most memorable, right? Because right. in it, you know, Hyun Mu, he's he's can like he's directly in front of what he considers the problem between him and his dad right you know his emotions for his brother versus the issues his dad has done with him um and just the scene was so intense and you could see that he was really debating what was going to happen and he wanted to scare his brother and he wanted his brother to back down just so he could win i think you know the stabbing was very accidental it's kind of one of those where it's like oh crap oh crap you know and he he freaked out Mm -hmm. um but i think that's probably the strongest scene with that brother Um, it was so powerful especially when he put his arms when hyunmu or namu put his arms around hyunmu and just like dragged him closer to hugged him as he was being stabbed right i just don't think i would be able to do that that was really (laughs) impressive yeah, I think well, my instincts would... Sorry, go ahead. I just said I think my instincts would kick in and I would probably push him away if I'd being stabbed, but hey. <laughs> well, but Namu's defining characteristic is being a protector. Right. And he's always protected. And even Han Mu, I can't say it anymore. Anyway, even his older brother, he just he doesn't hate him. He doesn't like the road he's going down, but he's very good at separating the person from the action. Right. No, I agree. Well, and you see with the mother, sister, and um, Namu, they all are like, do your time, come back out, we'll be here. Right. All three of them. I thought that was so impressive. They're not like writing him off or anything. They're saying, you know, you did this thing. It was a jerk move, but we'll be there for you when you're done Mm -hmm. and we'll be your family, you know, and that was such a great strong supporting parent moment unlike the dad's parenting you know <laughs> oh the, yeah the what dad. about what about the other brother he kind of weakened oh. out a little this last segment you know? I, I oh, the was, prosecutor brother yeah yeah, yeah. the prosecutor mm. brother i it, they see with both of them the writer at the beginning was really trying to portray them in a certain way and then they peel back the layers and i think with with her older brother it um, doesn't work 
I, I still think that weaker. he's more sympathetic. He's still sympathetic, and I don't think that he's as creepy as we all thought he was in the last podcast. But that's yeah, just I because see. there's a new creepier. Yeah, okay. no, I, I don't know. I still, I still just don't think he's as creepy as they wanted yeah. to portray him because now they've kind of shown some of his flashbacks where, yes, he was stabbing somebody, but it wasn't his parents. It was the people trying to kill his parents. So yeah, I yeah. agree. I think that uh, at the last podcast, I was pretty convinced that you know there was something kind of off about him, and right. maybe there still is a little bit because he's gone through so much trauma. But I was going to say, I, I think, think he's he's a good guy. He, I think he's suffering more from like PTSD of, of being involved in two horrific things okay. like that. And I think, I mean, I was convinced at one point in time that he had multiple personalities, so they did a good job, <laughs> but like the ringing in his ear and the like flashbacks, but I think he's just, he's, he needs help. He needs to be well, in yeah. counseling. And do and we on- think that this is another thing that the dad is using as a weapon? Because I get a feeling like he's set him up to attack at some point absolutely yeah he's trying to manipulate him getting those flashbacks to the one scene where the dad's all like he's gonna kill your sister right he's gonna get your sister killed and he also (laughs) says and maybe you shouldn't be around your sister either so so, trying to convince him that he is some issues are going on and the dad's like triggered into those right he's he's an expert at picking out people's weaknesses and yeah. twisting them and manipulating them. So and he's yeah. obviously he's an expert manipulator. So yeah. going back to favorite scenes, mm. my favorite uh, brotherly scene was actually with Hyunmu um, going like protecting his sister mm. um, and mom, like not. So just keeping an eye on them and how he just kind of showed up wherever they were. And for a long time, I thought it was, you know, well, at first I thought he was trying to hurt them. Um, but then it turns out he's really just keeping an eye on them. Um, and I, I just, we didn't really talk about it, but just the, the way that the writing has, it's so tightly written that my feelings for him completely changed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I know when the, the first time when they showed him after he got out and he was in his towel and we all were like, oh, we're now like, I feel oh. bad because it's the, the bad guy. And then now I'm like, oh, I'm not that. Not that he's been shirtless again, but I'm like, oh, you know, I I really have changed my perspective of of him completely. I mean, I still think that even back then I knew that his dad was manipulating him and that he was damaged. But now it's it's even more so you can tell that the only thing that was driving for a little while was to please his dad. And then once he realized that even if he were to come through and please it, like kill somebody that he just couldn't do it. And then it was so like horrible for him he he's from that point on i think he has really focused on protection whereas i don't think as much before i mean he wanted to protect his sister and his mom but i think after he realized okay i really can't kill somebody and it's really a horrible thing and i just like he kind of shifted to where it was more about survival and protection than caring about his dad I the only thing I wish and I know this is because it's drama and we need dramatic moments mm. blah blah blah. I wish you would just say, "Dude, there's this other kid and he's crazy <laughs> and dad <laughs> instead him of up. just seeing be yes. careful 
all say. Yeah. He's very vaguely saying, "Be careful! Don't walk at night." Well, even Close though the the shops did Namu like, tell did Namu tell them that they needed the the same thing? Like, oh, there's a guy well, out there I trying to get you guys. I think so. Bef- and he doesn't realize the extent. I don't um, think. Um, whereas his brother is realizing, has, right? Because he was there know, when he was like hammering. But I don't don't think he really realized until towards closer to the end and i think it's been what like a day or so mm-hmm. since he found out um so there's a lot of like i would definitely say hey there's a mini dad out there mm-hmm. stabbing people <laughs> or hitting people with knives let's watch out right you know but so speak so speaking about him what what do you think about this crazy psycho that wants to like be the next serial killer of, and, and like he's calling him dad i think that's weird well, is it dad as a re- form of respect, like a title, no. or is he actually wanting to be adopted son kind of dad? Uh, adopted I mean, son is what I got. Apogee. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish they had gone into his daddy issues a little better. That yeah. that wasn't as shown as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of you have to take a jump. But it's definitely, you know, he's saying dad. He's my dad. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, and then could they showed his dad and then they said they told us yeah. that that they had a strained relationship and that's probably why he's latched on to this same serial time, it's killer like, really that's <laughs> who you're gonna latch on to yeah. <laughs> you know, not father of the year <laughs> although i he was more fatherly towards that kid than okay his own i do to say i had an amber moment while i was watching and Ew! was like wow he's really physically fit <laughs> The father is that what you're talking about? Was, his yes. arms, it, you know what? There was a moment where he was standing and he was, and I saw his arms, and I was like, not the character, but I was thinking for an older actor, he has kept himself physically <laughs> fit. He's no. not killing people, no, no he uh, has a charisma. Oh, I wouldn't say he's hot, mm. he has a charisma that as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think if he was playing a different role, I'd be like if he was playing an older someone romancing an older like an older romance kind of thing. I'm sorry, I can't think romance and that guy in the same sentence <laughs> oh, at all. Like a, a, Not for a while. You could see him in a saga, like yeah, you know, when, yeah. No, you know, well, he's done lots of stuff. Yeah. I can't pick right. out one right offhand, but I know I've seen him before. But Me too. He yeah. has a very distinct charisma. What sticks in my head is when, and they zoomed in on it too, when he was saying uh, her name and they and were showing, yeah, so. And they were like his, his tongue, everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so gross. Like, oh, <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy. I'm just saying he may end up on Amber's hot dad list <laughs> next year when we do the. <laughs> no, I mean, if we do an evil dad list. Oh, okay. I yeah. think we should do an evil dad list. I or an evil bad guy. I think we <laughs> need to do an evil bad guy podcast at some point. Like, the best and worst evil bad guys. I love that idea. Because I could definitely pick some out. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'm no, writing I'm just it down. like, she's got a list of, like, evil bad guys, and then there's the evil hot bad guys or something like that. Some categories. Pick an extra point or something if they're... <laughs> Well, because there is the robot guy. Oh, who, I find him totally hot. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> in Faith, it, like when he was in Faith, I was like, he was so ridiculous in Faith, oh, but was it was actually. In Josie and Gunman, he was, was he over the, very attractive. No, he was oh. the bad guy, but he was very attractive. 
Yeah, in so. this one, he's a little bit in between. He's yeah. a little bit over the top, but then, yeah, he's... So, anyway, different uh, drama. <laughs> <laughs> but we will save that topic for future listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We've, like, jumped around our... <laughs> Yeah, we no, we're, we're at you because where am i yeah so okay i'm <laughs> sorry we gotta on, consult I'm our outline <laughs> so we need to discuss the elephant in the room mm. which is our beautifully swoony dysfunctional couple namu and nekwan um how do we feel about their love so i said i just love that she accepted him from the very start like that you know, there's a lot of those dramas where, you know, I mean, obviously, if, you know, somebody's dad killed your parents, you know, it's not really like great dating material. But um, from the very beginning, she really she accepted him and hugged him and and, you know, didn't want him to hurt. And so I think that if they can somehow overcome this obviously very real threat to their existence right now, um, that maybe their love could survive too, because um, I don't know, it just felt different to me. Like from the, she never blamed him. And I think that's really important. So yes, they have a dysfunctional relationship, but oh my gosh, they look at each other with those like soulful eyes. I, I love them. Okay. See, I I feel like they went through a shared experience and that she saw that mm-hmm. he was as afraid of his dad as she was and that he was hated his dad and that yes, they they are blood related, but then but again, over and over and over this writer has proven that blood doesn't always mean everything. And yeah. I feel like even though I think both of them no matter who they were to be get it to get with um or fall in love with that there would be it would be hard they are both extremely damaged people who have gone through a lot still going through a lot good lord he's out and and i see because that's the thing the brother and the, the the wannabe serial killer they never really scared me that much but now that he's out I know I'm skipping topics, but oh, so anyway, so they're still going through it. They're going through it together. And I feel like that's um, what will be able to allow them to to be to be together. That it's a shared experience. It makes them the perfect couple for each other, because like you said, if they tried to have a relationship with somebody else, that person would not know where they're coming from, whereas they know exactly what the other one has gone through. So you're right. It makes them the perfect match. Mm hmm. Okay, I'm and Amber's going, gonna I'm disagree. Going to the voice. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. I love them, and they are so horribly damaged mm-hmm. and romantic. Um, but it, there's not enough therapy for those two <laughs> that they obviously need and have not gotten. Mm-hmm. That can, like, just the amount of how they don't focus on anything but each other. Like their careers, their the people around them, they do not focus if it's the each other. Like if you see them, it's like, well, I'm being stabbed, but I'm focused on you. You know, it's it's never 
So they're they're there's no healthy distance. Each their codependency right. is a little I think extreme, and I'm not sure it's healthy. I think that's also based on the fact that they're still right in the middle of their horrific things that but are going it's on. It's been 15 years, and they never got past it. They just have obsessed over each other, like. But they uh, had their careers, and then it all started happening over each other while they had their <laughs> careers. I mean, they stood and <laughs> stared at. At pictures, out. <laughs> she discussed him all the time as her right. perfect man and her love, and right. you know, so they never moved on. And I think that well, maybe with some less bad guys in their lives and some serious therapy for a couple of years, <laughs> that they could have a healthy life. But I think at this point, they're they're going to like implode. <laughs> It's, I, I, I do agree that on the current path that they're on, their current communication uh, with the way they're communicating and the way that they're living their life. No, they could not sustain a relationship, but I don't think that they could. Sust- I don't think they can sustain life with the way that they're currently going yeah, on. They need to think mm-hmm. like Hamlet and Ophelia, where they just have these crossed miscommunications right. and they're going to tragically no. no. No, see, I here's here's what I they're know. Here's what I know is gonna or... happen is they are not going to die. <laughs> I'm not gonna stake my life on that, but I <laughs> but I do think that Hyun Mu will sacrifice himself yeah. and he will be the one that's gonna die. I'm a little worried mm-hmm. mom might. I and mom, I'm, I'm worried about, about her too. So Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even cop mentor. I'm pretty yeah, sure he is. might die really soon <laughs> because <laughs> dad's um, a little jealous dad's and pissed off. So jealous. And you know, think, yeah, that's the reason dad did this whole thing yes, to begin with. To when out. he saw him touch his hair and, you know, you know, like like a dad. Life is one thing, whatever, but it's like, you touch oh. my son, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, he's obviously a, a very unhealthily obsessed with his son. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Bit. We'll have to, Discuss in the next recap whether they survived their love or not. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do we'll too. I'm just saying, if they do, I'm thinking it's an unrealistic ending. Here, the ending that will happen is like he will finally be killed, and then we'll get like five minutes of some type of like, oh, there they survived and they're and hugging each other covered in blood totally at the hospital okay. <laughs> they're okay <laughs> and society won't judge us at all for falling in love even though my father and my brother and my pseudo psycho brother have all tried to kill my girlfriend <laughs> you know water under the bridge her technically Hyunmu has not tried to kill her he was not the one that was there at any point in no, time he went to her house to kill her and got yeah, intercepted oh that's right stabbed his brother instead. you're right you're right because that was in her garage or something yeah. like that yeah that was it was gonna happen <laughs> It was before he started de- deteriorating as a villain. <laughs> gotcha. Who knew that stabbing one's brother would start your redemption arc? That's right. <laughs> right. Takes all kinds. 
So speaking of redemption arcs, the evil reporter died. <laughs> I am so glad she didn't get any redemption arc. I, I, I'm sorry. I it was so funny. I was messaging you guys and I was like, I just wish she would die. And then I came back. I'm, I really didn't mean it. I didn't mean she was supposed to die because like five seconds later she got stabbed. And I was like, <gasps> I was totally OK. Could not have happened to a more horrible person uh, like i mm. even wanted her to die more than i wanted the dad to die because she was just i don't know she wasn't like evil evil like serial killer evil no but see but what that's she what i did destroyed lives even worse than what the dad did because well, the dad took their lives away i couldn't away understand <laughs> her motivation like yeah. his and he's just a psycho serial killer but yeah. her well, motivation he was, she was done so it was over evil. you know it yeah. affected certain people but it didn't spread the way she does it it spreads everywhere and she's like an evil fungus yeah, so I, I couldn't figure equal. out why she was so, so evil. Like, she really was. Because she would, like, she seemed to get great pleasure in hurting people with the power of her writing. And that just made me ill. I also think she became obsessed. Well, yes. with her board, you couldn't, there's no doubt she became obsessed. Mm -hmm. She became obsessed with him. And she also became obsessed with manipulating him and feeling like she was more powerful than a serial mm -hmm. killer. Like Which that, oh, he so thinks he's stupid. so. It's like, lady, you're a moron. Yeah. He is scary. <laughs> you know? And obviously he. You know, he wasn't uh, useless in prison. He had his ways of getting to her. So she was right. really stupid. She actually, she reminded me of a shark. And mm. sharks just come off, you know, since they don't ever close their eyes, they just come off as emotionless right. and baseless. And so to me, she was just very much, it was the power. It was having power over people. And through her reporting and through her, she thought she had the power over serial killer dad. And so, well, and she got yeah. joy out of just screwing with Namu and, um, Nakwan. Um, mm -hmm. she was so happy to out them and it wasn't even necessarily lies that she made up, but she was so happy to screw with their happiness mm -hmm. that it was just like, oh man. <laughs> well, and it's for her, it, it, people like that, it's all in the name of like, well, the people deserve to know. And that's always, it, it really aggravates me because I do believe in free press and that we do, yeah. do deserve to know certain things, but then, you know, other things, but she it's was like doing it purposely to screw with people as she was and, and, know, and getting and was a different. lot of pleasure out of it. So I was I think we were. I wasn't surprised when she was killed because of how far they were tilting her character as slimy and mm -hmm. and, and yes. unredeemable. Like she it was, was just, just a matter of who was going to kill yeah, her. Yeah, who's going to kill her? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nakwan wasn't. No, but, but Namu could have. You know, everyone else. <laughs> yeah. It was fair game. The sister's brother. I could see him snapping and going after her. You know. It, mm -hmm. yeah. Heck, even the mother could have gone after her for screwing with her kids again. Yeah, no, you know? she totally. So, what do you think though about the the cop that she seemed to be working with, and then he mm. left like that pen recorder? Yeah, because he that pen and the video both give away a lot of stuff and actually show that you know the information that the police need to be able to well and i think you know if you're suspecting uh namu fine but to suspect him and keep stuff back um, well you know what i mean he probably was worried with the pen that there might be something on there that would incriminate him so that's why he's you know he took yeah. that in the first place but why he's mm -hmm. held on to it 
Well, because now you would have to admit, oh, yeah, I accidentally stuck this in my pocket. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you think he just hooked up with that reporter just to like for money? Or do you think he doesn't think that? Uh, uh, what's his name? Dojin. Wait, Dojin? What's his name? Tay, Tay Dojin. Dojin. Yeah. Yeah. Doji. Dojin. Yeah. Do you think that he did it for money? Do you think that he's got something like he doesn't think that he deserves to be a cop because his dad's a serial killer or something I, crazy like that? Like, I think it's both. I think that the money yeah. was probably the icing on the cake of what he, you know, he was, he needs money, whatever the, mm-hmm. but I, th- I really do think that he did not, he does not think that he should be a cop, that he should be within well, their precinct. And that there's he should... times where he's scary. Like yeah. he's very intense. I was going to say he's, I'm not, he's, he has a very almost vigilante style. I could see. Yes. I could. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying yeah. he's going to go serial killer but i could see him being a vigilante accidental killer or something along those lines because he gets very intense very focused well you know. with wannabe uh killer i mean he's not a wannabe oh, he killed but scenes. he did it it was very um well, he calculating was almost, and he, he was enjoying it to an extent i don't I know think. if he was enjoy. i mean he was in he wanted to scare him he wanted him to sh- he wanted to show him like you're not like my dad, you're not going to scare me. You're not going to make me cower in your presence. Yeah. Like I can take you out. Oh no, that smile when he got really up and close and is all like, "Is that all you've got?" You know that, that was. They held it, but then when you saw the scene play out in real time, he it wasn't there for very long. Like he yeah. gave him the look, it scared the pee out of him, <laughs> and then they moved on. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he does have the capability of of blurring the lines and maybe going in the gray areas and stuff. But I still think that yeah. his, his moral compass is straight enough that he wouldn't kill somebody. I kind of want to see him as a more gray character <laughs> in a future drama though now, because it's like that range was really, yes. nice. yeah. it's like, well, I would totally be okay with him being a little less ethical. <laughs> Not in this drama. In right. He's right. another one though that like he's an eye actor. You know, you mm-hmm. can you he can change the mood just with with the way he has his eyes and he goes from those like longing puppy dog stares to like some of his looks like towards the pretend psycho boy and that with that smile. Um it was kind of chilling. Yeah. I look I, yeah, I agree with you. I'd love to see him do something that's just a little bit edgier maybe or even if he's the bad guy you know because he might he's a very new actor he might still have some secondary roles in the future right um i would really like to see him do some range so it's like when ui went you know he's done both good characters but also the bad guy um it's awesome to see that Yes, I agree. No, I and I've actually so the watched some of the behind the scenes stuff, and I can't remember if it was for these episodes or the earlier ones where he was sitting there on the couch and like everybody was like setting stuff up and whatever, and he was doing the Namu eyes, and he was just staring oh. there, and he wasn't smiling, and he was just sitting there, and then somebody walked up to him, and then he broke character, and he started smiling, laughing, and he was you could tell it was it's almost draining on him, like yeah. he had to like sit there and but. That's awesome. All right. So, um, wow. Evil dad escaped. That's where we left off. Um, 
Yes, for those of us that have only watched through the, what, episode 24. 24. He escaped. That was the end of those episodes. That was like ending. Um, We Mm -hmm. discovered that he's escaped. Yeah. So what do you think? How do you think it happened? And what about this new crazy lady that we keep seeing? This smells like disinfectant. Like, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think that the... I hope that they show us how he was able to get away from all the cops that were surrounding him with guns because well, he was and, there all by himself. And it was a day and night scene where it right. was happening in the day and suddenly it's like night. Right. I'm like, how long are you going to like just stand there? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be one of those things where like, okay, save time and let's just let them use their imagination on how yeah. he was able to get out. But I actually think they will go back and show like somebody else showed up and yeah, yeah I don't know. Cause he could have run right away when the bus crashed, but then he just stood he there like hung out and then the <laughs> cops arrived. And so then he had like what, 10 people surrounding him with guns. So it'd be interesting to see how yeah. he got away. But. Okay, so I may have watched episode 25, <laughs> and it's all explained there. Okay. So, we'll, I'll just leave so Amber and I are the only ones that are behind right now. Um, my thought is, I'm not sure about this new lady. I, I think I could have been fine with the psycho pseudo son mm. or the new lady, right. but having both of them be the fan base of psycho dad and just just... It's very contrived plot wise a little for me. I wonder though if she's if she's somebody he knew before he went into prison and before the book came out. Maybe I actually disagree. There are so many women that write to men in prison. No, I know. I'm just saying for the story, having both of them shoved into the story narrative, I'm not quite sure. It was just a lot in a few episodes. And and I don't know. For me it works. So yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. And, and uh, then, I agree, Terry. <laughs> That's yeah, well, you've seen it all. Yeah, they know things. <laughs> Again, I think that he's she's some like one of his ex wives or like a girlfriend. Or I don't think I she's just she's, a fan. I say she's a fan. I don't know. There be crazy people out there. <laughs> <laughs> she could be. She could be. But I do I like that the dad is out and that the last four episodes are going to be dad versus our our family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely is a stronger narrative than if it was just the psycho pseudo son. Right. And that's what I say. I mean, he, he never quite scared me. Guy. Right. Yeah. He's, he's the, the other guys man. never quite scared me. So when he got out, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and when he was like in the hallway with that kid, mm-hmm. the, isn't it the kid that he mm-hmm. had saved? It wasn't it the same mm. kid. Oh, Remember, he saved him from oh, pseudo yes. son? from the psycho. I'm pretty sure from it was the, the same the kid. wannabe. Because I kept thinking, yeah. what the heck is that kid doing back in the story? Could be, <laughs> you know. Well, um, and because dad is efficient. Like if he's gonna kill somebody, they're they're gonna die. So that's why yeah. I'm like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. are gonna start so that falling made me now. A little nervous, that's and like, he looked very nice in that t-shirt. <laughs> Scene where I was like, oh, his arms. Like, that, I think very that's well defined <laughs> muscles. Creepy, creepy, you. creepy. And then he smirked, smiled, and then it's uh, like, oh crap, he's terrified. And then I thought about him saying, I don't remember what her name, last name Nakwan. is. And yeah, but the, her, he said her yeah, whole name, but yeah. I can't remember her last name, but Nakwan. And then like his lips and blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Speaking of that moment, do we have favorite moments for all of these episodes? It was 
quite a lot of episodes and a lot of stuff happened, but does anybody have a favorite moment? Mine, a hundred percent, hands down, was when Namu Dojin or whatever his name is <laughs> smiled at the pretend psycho brother, and it just it was for me that was the moment where I was like, okay, Hyunmu. Um, seemed at the time like he was more like, you know, like a potential serial killer. But when Dojin, I guess, same as, mm-hmm. um, when he smiled like that, it suddenly hit me like he's not afraid. He's going to do whatever it takes. And so in that sense, he's similar to his dad, but only that way because he has a moral compass. And I think the fact that he had a mom that loved him made all the difference mm-hmm. because, and you know, his I mean, even from the very beginning, he he's always been different. Like he's always had that moral compass. And I think that made a makes a big difference. But just that smile um, and the end of the episode on it, I was, you know, screaming, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I think for me, um, it was earlier episodes, but. Up until a certain point, all the brothers were really good at being um, like their younger actors, the people mm-hmm. portraying them. But there was a scene between, and I think it's in these set of episodes. I'm having a hard time distinguishing between <laughs> the two, but I pre- I'm pretty sure it is because I don't remember talking about it before. But where um, Nakwan is with the y- actor, the younger actor, and mm-hmm. she's interacting with him and yeah. she embodied the the younger actress to a T like they, that scene was just so powerful and they did it in a way when it was just very sweet because obviously the guy she's sitting next to is a, a youngin and she's the older actress but like they did it in a way that it was so sweet and beautiful and then also when they went on the date and everything she just she really did embody that like chipper and like talking to him and giggling you know she it was just like you could totally see the younger version sitting next to him and he was that not being able to pay attention i swear in the that scene those scenes one after the other the stoplights were the longest stoplights i've ever seen staring at her and like but them being able to reconnect like that and and she really would the actress really did make that younger version because before you'd seen her and she was more scared and timid and and in awe of him but then there she just kind of relaxed into her her old self and was able to be and he of course he's still just quiet and staring at her (laughs) and she's back to herself and i i really liked the those scenes with her doing that so yeah I think my favorite is just always the mom. She's just because she's such a mama bear and she takes like her ability to champion her boys, even though she knows Hyun Moo is just going the wrong well, way. We'll I put love it that she way. even went and fought against the dad about it. Yes. The, the yeah. scene between those two at the at the prison when she went to go visit him was and very he's powerful. terrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, she was know. terrified, but she still stood her ground with him. And so I really liked that because. I like really strong mom characters and she's so every scene with her in it, I'm just like, yeah, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. So despite thinking that their love is going to implode at some point, <laughs> I loved when he went to the, her work and everything. And then he got all jealous with the other actor mm. and she declared that he was her boyfriend. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. like 
you guys are crazy, but that is so cool. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> she's like, screw my career, screw society's expectations. He's my boyfriend, you know, and mm-hmm. I loved that that was so much different than what we usually see. And yeah, she's definitely showing strength in ways that I had not expected. Mm-hmm. Like she's she is a lot stronger than she's been given credit for. I like that. I agree. So that's my favorite point. I was like, oh, <laughs> see, it wasn't even one of the scary stabby moments. Although the stabby moment is my second favorite. <laughs> We're all very proud of your progress. I know. I, I am. I'm becoming better at not being all macabre. <laughs> the brother stabby moment had so many layers that it was yeah. fantastic. It, was, it, it was really was fantastic. Filmed. Yes. And it was just the whole segment through that and then after with the brother finding out he wasn't dead. Right. You know, that yeah. is, I kind of combined yeah. in my mind and it was really well done. Now, I might have added as my, you know, second choice, the moment with the, the psycho brother and the hammer uh, coming out of nowhere. But um, that was when I was on the treadmill uh, <laughs> watching. <laughs> and King I screamed. King kill. <laughs> Literally almost poor Jen. <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing now, I'm but sure at the time it was very traumatic. <laughs> it was awful. I, I shattered a glass. I fell. I hurt my neck. I had to go back to the chiropractor. This was not this was like an intense moment. So for anyone who hasn't watched it, you be careful. <laughs> and don't do your treadmill with yeah. all of your electronics on a thing. <laughs> on a precariously balanced drama. desk. Yes, exactly. So that that's our our moment of caution for all UK addicts. Public out there. service announcement: Don't go on the treadmill. Public service announcement. <laughs> While you're watching, come and hug me. Drama geek, did you have a favorite moment? Yeah, I remember it, I did. Yeah. yeah, I said that just her and the the first one was her in the younger version oh, when yeah, she yeah. wakes up. Jen, yeah, were you sleeping? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I realized I jumped in with my treadmill story, yes. so I just wanted to make sure. Nope, we got everybody. We got everybody. Oh. All right. Thanks again for joining us in our latest endeavor. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast, or even if you have suggestions for future topics. We love to hear from our readers and listeners. And if you want to support the podcast, be sure to go to Apple Podcast and give us a rating and review. This is how we get rated and ranked in the podcast world, so we really appreciate any effort you give to support us. And finally, we'd like to give a shout out to the girls over at the podcast K-Drama My Eyes Out. They discuss many of the latest dramas and they provide a lot of fun drama chat. And I especially admire their spot on pronunciation of actors and actresses names. So I encourage you to check it out. It's a lot of fun. I listen sometimes on my drive into work.